See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. Welcome back, all of you out there in podcast listener land. My name is Mao. I'm coming to you from the land of K-pop and shows that show you about how rehearsal is when people are rehearsing for K-pop. Okay. Now... I'm going to break tradition a little bit this week. Um, up till now, we've had a lot of space fair going on. Not a space fair, but space movies in general. This week's adventure is coming to us from our own Earth, but set many, many miles beneath the sea. That's right. The 1971 Erwin uh, Allen made-for-TV Classic, City Beneath the Sea. Now, I knew the name Irwin Allen, but I didn't know, you know, I like, sometimes you hear a name and you're like, yeah, what is, who is, what is that, you know, is that that guy that made those wrenches that piss everyone off, uh, Allen Wrench, no, okay, that's a stretch. Okay, so basically, when I looked him up, I did my homework on this movie, uh, I watched it once, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this movie. Because when I was screening some, some potentials, it was this or Missile to the Moon. And don't worry, we're going to do Missile to the Moon next week. But this week, I was like, oh, i got to do this. This thing is just drenched in cool. So, if you want to know about Erwin Allen, it seems that he was like a, like a media mogul. Not a media mogul, but he, he worked in advertising. He worked in newspapers. I think he did some... Uh, some uh, radio, but his big claim to fame was he got, he did a documentary about the sea, uh, the sea around us is what it was called, and he won an Academy Award, and then he started making like a lot of like I don't want to say groundbreaking, but like he really like went he took off, you know, he he started making like crazy things, and we all know like some of his work. Um, you know, the biggest one... Well, there was a TV show that I have never seen, but I want to see now, is The, the Time Tunnel. Um, he did Lost in Space. He did Poseidon Adventure and The Towering Inferno. I, My friend growing up uh, loved The Poseidon Adventure, and then every time he was watching it, I'd watch it, and I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is really cool. So, very good movie. And Towering Inferno is actually, um, I don't know if it's one, it's the favorite, but I think it's a very, uh, one of his favorites is Man With No Name from my other uh, podcast that I do. Um, well, yeah. And so, um, you know, he's been attached to a lot of really big things. Um, one of the other, um, he remade Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. And the TV takeoff, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. The reason I'm asking that is because he, he, I think he reached Corman's, Corman level of, of reusing things. Because the sets, a lot of the stuff, and a lot of the actors that are, were in this movie, uh, City Beneath the Sea, 
were were used again, or, or I mean, were um, taken, were used in Voyage from the uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Um, they just painted it a different color or whatever, you know. Most notably, the um, there's like a flying manta ray sub plane thing. Moving on. So basically, you know, uh, this guy was really hot. You know, he made a lot of really um, influential films and was obviously considered one of the, you know, one of the groundbreaking producers, directors of, of his time. So yay for him. Now, I know I'm usually all about the space, uh, and I am all about space. But this one, like I said before, it's like this mixture of, like, 60s cool with just enough like wacky sci-fi and stuff like there's a there's a lot going on in this for for being a tv um for being a movie made for tv which it was uh this was really kind of out there um what ha i guess what the deal was was he want uh erwin wanted to do or erwin allen wanted to do make this into a, a, a series and he pitched it and he couldn't sell it no one wanted to pick it up um, so what he did was many years later, he made it into a two hour movie. And I think he was using this again as a way of pitching like, Hey, you know, let's do, let's turn this into a, into a, a weekly special or a week. I mean a weekly, uh, you know, show and it didn't fly. It's, it doesn't reek of that state made for TV stink. Like most do like most of the time when you watch a movie, you go, Oh, Wow, and it's just really bad. This one is not that. I'm not putting it on a pedestal. Um, there's there's a definite like there's a lot going on, and there, like it it it's it is it is TV movie, but it's a good TV movie. And and then there's a point where you hit it, and it kind of gets a little bit wonky on us. But I'll go into that when I do like the scene for scene. I'm gonna start us out with the the opening of the of the of the uh, movie and basically you're going to hear an explosion and that is i want to get let me look at my notes because i want to get the exact date of the explosion yes that's june 12th of 2053 we see a very stylized um 60s stylized oil rig out in the ocean and it blows up and that is june 12th 1953 so you're gonna hear an explosion in this intro and then um, later that day uh, in New York is when you'll start hearing the people talking. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to drop in the uh, the opening of the show, and that'll pretty much tell you right where you, what you got to know. All right, here you go. Enjoy. Well, I thought they were just fine, sir. Well, now let's get back to work. 
Set up the meeting for the Alaskan Reclamation Project for Thursday. I'll arrange the transportation. Are the reports in from the Peruvian Dam Project yet? Not yet, Mr. Matthews. Would you get them, please? As you can see, this is a very global world at this point in nineteen or in twenty fifty three. Sorry, nineteen fifty three. Um, yeah, my brain is still stuck in the uh, in the nineteen fifties, not the two thousand fifties. I have to reset for this. I have to reboot. So, okay, right off the bat, there is some funky architecture going on. You know, like that. 1960s, talking about the late 2000s kind of stuff going on, where there's lights and crazy shit, and and as soon as the man in charge enters with all of his um, cohorts, you right away you go, oh, that's why we like the 60s, yeah, beehives, short skirts, and all wearing coordinated like one girl has short skirts in green, one girl has short skirts in orange, the other one in like I think. I want to say purple. You know how it was, the 60s. But you, the, the minute that hits, you see like all these funky lights blinking on these fake computer panels on the wall. And the three girls walk in and you go, oh, that's right, the 60s. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, I wasn't fortunate enough to live in the 60s. But I do vicariously through all these bad movies I watch. And I like it. So, as you heard, you know, the... The, the president demanded he gets back to Pacifica. The, na the, the name of the city beneath the sea is Pacifica. Guess where it's set. Okay, so... Um, when the guy arrives to pick him up, 
you know, um, Mr. Matthews, you know, the, the, the Admiral Matthews is the star, um, greets Mr. Woody Patterson very, um, like, friendly, like, hey, Woody, it's great to see you, and um, he is given the ultimate uh, cold shoulder by the guy, by the escort. He's like, my name is Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, whatever you call me, some other, you know, I forget what his last name is. Well, you can call me Commander Patterson. That's what it was. And, uh, like, the whole thing, you know, he's he's being a real prick to him, and then he's, and, you know, he's like, oh, like, the whole trip, this drags on a little bit long, where he's, he's, like, being really mean-spirited towards the Admiral Matthews. And what it was is the backstory as you eventually find out you know by because the, then the widow gives him a cold shoulder and then you know everyone's like being a prick to this guy uh, that the president said get here and save pacifica blah 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 so everyone's given the cold shoulder turns out like one guy got killed okay bill i forget what bill's last name is even uh yeah. bill holmes so Basically, the death of Bill Holmes is what everyone in this whole city is mad at Admiral Matthews because he got, you know, he killed Bill Holmes. I don't know what the hell Bill Holmes, like, wow, he must have been really great. Great guy. So, you know, but it's like this cheesy thing where half the people are being really catty and mean and the other half are being like, oh, we understand. You're the Admiral. You have to make dick decisions, you know. So, okay, Okay, they, so they get to the Pacifica, and um, again, you know, we're introduced to, um, you know, Elena is uh, like the, the admiral's secretary or whatever, and uh, oh, I forgot to say that Richard, the, the president is played by Richard Basehart, and any of you MST fans out there, as soon as I saw him, I was like, no, because uh, Gypsy, one of the robots on Mystery Science Theater, had a crush on Richard Basehart and and I used to talk about how much she loved him and as soon as I saw him come up on the screen to you know command get Admiral Matthews back on his position I just busted out laughing I was like yeah go Gypsy sorry I, I stroked out there okay so basically you know Admiral Matthews lands and um you know and uh so they 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 say that you know Woody's dead which Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Robert Colbert, who plays Woody, he's, like, now the second-in-command. Okay? And, um... And basically, like, the whole point of this is the president keeps giving them tapes uh, to listen to, j just the um, just the admiral, and talking about, okay, all the gold shipment is coming from Fort Knox via rocket to the water, you know, underwater. Like, these are rockets that, like, they show launching from Fort Knox, and then they... they fly in and um, unload the, this, the gold into um, this precious Pacifica. And, um, you know, I, I don't even know where to go. So, okay, so basically, you know, the whole the whole first half of this movie is everyone giving him the cold shoulder and being a dick towards the Admiral. Okay. And then um, he kind of says, well, if you're going to be a dick to me, whatever, but I have a job to do. Like, he actually... Um, Stuart Whitman, who plays Admiral Michael Matthews, is actually, like, he plays it really well. Like, he actually acts how a captain or, um, you know, someone in charge has to act. Just, he, he's like a cold... He's, he's not cold. He wants to be loving, but he's a cold prick when he has to. I mean, he's just like, look, we're going to come to an understanding, and, you know, if you want to be a, 
cry baby, go cry in your own time. I'm, I'm running a city, you know, ship, city, whatever you want to call it. So he plays it really well. Everyone leaves, and he goes, and he finds a guy named, uh, I can't say it right, Agulia? A-G-U-I-L-A. Agula. Agulia. 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 Sorry, dude. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, so he... This there's this there's one guy this main character who is, is played by Burr De Benning and he's like a mutant that can swim underwater and he can breathe you know through gills so he's he's water worlds you know he knows Kevin Costner he's his dad or whatever that's not true so basically this Agula is a uh, underwater doctor scientist guy. And he also has mutton chops, which is just straight up awesome, you know. So you have he's a he's a gill man, underwater breather, doctor, scientist, um, with mutton chops. And I was like, wow, the '70s were all about acid. I did say that this was this reeked of '60s, but it was you know it was the '70s. It just it just really looked like it was from the '60s. Okay, so all right, so we met. So now we met all the key players, basically. The widow of the guy that got killed, who still hates, you know, Admiral Matthews. We met. Um, oh, um, we haven't met him yet, but then comes waltzing in Robert Wagner playing uh, Michael Matthews' brother Brett, who we later find out is head of an evil evil organization. So basically, okay, everyone hates Matthews because of the the death of, uh, of Bill Holmes, and the wife is still there, and. You know, right about 18 minutes in, you really come to the conclusion about why no one would ever build cities under the sea. Because there's a hull breach, and there's water pouring in. And then, you know, the um, the commander, Woody Patterson, goes out in his sub and immediately gets disabled and trapped under a girder, and water's pouring into his sub, too, right? So, like, the first thing you're doing is, like, who the hell would build under the sea? Oh, yeah, because of all the land that we we, we don't have enough land in, in America, right? Right? Cricket sound, tumbleweed floating. Okay, anyway. So they're plasmaing titanium panels to, to seal the water, and then and then the, the, the dude with the gills and the mutton chops swims in to, to help save, you know, the guy that's been a dick up to this point and hated on the, the admiral. So there we are, you know. And, um, and, of course, the admiral comes in with his sub and saves the day by, like, knocking him loose so he can, you know, get rushed off to ER. And uh, at this point, uh, the gill man with mutton chops, you know, like, in the olden days, they used to show, like, a lot of that running with a gurney with a patient, like, like running, and then they'd show the guy's face as the gurney's running, and then they'd show, like, the people frantically, like, ah, running through halls, you know, and kicking doors open and getting there, getting into the operating room. This went on, like, forever. Like, this is the longest hallway ever, you know. And then they go into the ZR room. And apparently in 2053, the human anatomy is not at all what it is now. I mean, there's, like, a radiator there with some blue gunk, and they're talking about frequencies. I don't know, man. You know, apparently we really have it wrong right now. And coolant and frequencies is all you need to fix broken people. So yay for that. Okay, so now we're pretty much caught up, 
And um, I think I'm going to go to the next point, plot point, which is the evil doctor. Hold on. Let me check my notes so I don't miss anything. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Let me, let me, there's one more thing before we go into the, um, okay. There's another, another emergency phone call comes in from the president and, uh, Richard Basehart basically says, you know, listen, there's a planet. Oh no, no, they don't know what happened. There's lots of seismic activity. So they have to transfer all of the H128. Is that, wait, let me make sure it's right. Yeah. H128. All that has to be transferred along with all the gold from Fort Knox to the super vault that they've made. And, um, and they're, they're doing it now by rocket. So, you know, the president's all like, you know, the first one's coming in like 18 minutes or whatever. And we've come to find out that H-128 is the, you know, the super energy source that blah, blah, blah with the thing and the stuff. You know, all that crap about how it's going to power our cities for a billion years on one drop. And, and they bring it in. And it looks like a big ball of, like, glowing ash. And then they put gold around it. You see. The only way to contain 128 is with gold. <laughs> Go figure, huh? There's no gold underneath or above it. But apparently if you just back it into a gold corner, H128 becomes a wussy, you know? So, there you have it. Now you have the president is bringing, you know, a unstable nu super hydrogen nuclear blah, blah, blah with 120 H128 and, and all the gold that is being rocketed from Fort... Knox. I keep saying that because they showed Fort Knox and then they or yeah Fort Knox and then they showed rockets that said Fort Knox on the side of it as it's launching and I was like no freaking way did that happen but it did so yay and now we're gonna pick up with the next scene oh but before I pick up with the next scene there is one great thing they show them like laser torching in some panels it's so clearly like a TV uh, an old TV uh, camera just painted like with you know silver or whatever i was like yes way to keep the budget down Irwin allen now we're gonna enter enter the league of evil here comes you know we've come to find out that admiral matthew's brother brett is actually um evil i'm gonna drop in the scene that we are introduced to this evil plot because i don't really think i could capture it you know in my brain. So enjoy this, and I'll come back with my own personal thoughts after the evil. The world's largest bonus just fell into our lap. Top secret H-128. H-128? It'll be coming into the vault within 24 hours. And that's why your brother was ordered back. With your brother in charge, we have a chance of ever getting it. I'm not going to let him bother me. We've been planning for over a year how to borrow that gold. Now we've been given a gift. A gift worth a thousand times more. That stuff's the world's most dangerous explosive. It's the world's greatest power source. And anyone who has even a part of it can come close to controlling the entire world. It's too dangerous. If they can bring it in, we should be able to take some of it out. Lundison. Yes, Brett. Your cargo sub is here. Right. I want it in the deep trench at 0800 tomorrow. I'll be there. You've established your cover as a maintenance man. We're going to use you tomorrow night. I want your demolition team prepared and ready for action at 2130. Right there. Your laser equipment is Brad. You're forgetting we are backers. We're responsible, too. We've got to contact Geneva before we can make any change in plans. I'm calling the shots here, like I did this morning when that cargo shipment of titanium plates was to be inspected. It was my idea. 
mine to have Quinn stage the accident to Patterson so the titanium plates could be slipped through. You made an emergency decision that it happened to work out, but with a substance as dangerous as H-128, I don't like improvisations. I'll give you details in advance when I need them. You forget who hired you. Nobody hires me. The syndicate didn't come to me because I'm Mike Matthews' brother. They came to me because I am the only one with the ability and the guts to make this operation come off. Don't you forget that. in the wall of section 12 we'll be able to tear it apart like a paper bag and just what do you propose to do about the trident security forces that will be the job of our demolition team in the apartment complex we'll give them something important to think about what's more important than gold at h128 people wow there you have it there you have it right about the same time the president um, tells Admiral Matthews to come to Washington. There's an urgent thing. you got to get here now. And it's not golf. <laughs> golf. So anyway, he flies to Washington, and there's a couple guys standing in a room, and they're showing, like, stock footage of a hurricane, then stock footage of lava, and stock footage of whatever. Now, an, a, a chief astrophysicist goes on to tell us, I don't know if that's exactly what he was, but who cares, he goes on to tell us that what's happening is there's a planetoid you know, flying towards Earth that's causing all this stuff. I mean, this is this is you know there's a planetoid coming and it has the density of a hundred blah blah blah. I don't know. I forget what he says. Some bullshit. So now enter subplot like six. Right? We have the oh you killed my uh, my um, husband Bill. And, oh, my, you know, my brother's evil, and, oh, Fort Knox, and, oh, now there's, like, H-128 coming, and, okay, and now we're underwater, and, and the sea has, you know, there's a rupture, and now here, here's a planetoid, and, yes, they give the free, they give where it's going to hit. Does anyone want to place a wager on where it's going to hit? Come on, place a wager. That's right. It's going to hit Pacifica. Exactly Pacifica. I'll give you a minute to digest that. Planetoid, 10 miles wide, going to hit the Earth. Weighs about 100 times the Earth. Is it going to hit Russia? China? No. Mm -mm. Is it going to hit... No, it's going to hit Pacifica. That exact spot. Normally I'd call shenanigans, but I'm going to let it go because of the 60s awesomeness of this 70s movie. So, okay, he goes back and he has, we have to evacuate the city. So he, he initiates, um, oh, and right when he gets back, you know, the father of Bill, who's been killed, you know, finds out through some various shenanigans that, um, you know, he's been reviewing the tapes and it turns out he didn't, Admiral didn't kill Bill. No, there was other evil afoot. So now everyone feels like a big jerk because they made this guy's life hell. Ex-wife who's been working with her and being like, you know, Mrs. Cold Shoulder. And, you know, the, the other guy who, whom he saved now is like, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever, I'm such a dick. And then the only, the only ones that, that have been cool with him are Mutton Chop Gilman and, um, ironically, his secretary. And, and Ella, I forget her name, who cares. So, okay. Now... 
they're evacuating Pacifica. Okay. I'm like, all right, I see this. They're welding shut the super vault because the super vault will survive even when this meteor hits. Or this planetoid, sorry. They call it a planetoid, not a meteor. When the plan That's how good this vault is. Now, the brothers also in the moot saying, look, this is a gift from God. We're going to, like, Pull the pull the sub up, cut a hole in the side, steal everything out of the vault, and we'll be billionaires. And I'm like, mm, a little bit much. Then the admiral's like, wait, we have space missiles that if we jam up the frequencies and increase their their potency, we'll launch that and we'll we'll knock the planetoid one degree off and it'll miss the Earth. Then I stood up and said shenanigans because. It suffered from, like, just too much, you know, like, come on, brother, save some for later, but no, it, they, they went full Monty and let it all hang out, and I was like, wow. So, everyone's, just, everyone's, you know, then during this whole crisis, that's when it's revealed that he didn't kill, or, or that you during that's when he said, oh, you didn't kill Bill, and blah, 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 and then, and then she's, the, 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 the widow of Bill is like, I'm going to stay with you, you know, I, I, it's my duty or whatever. And everyone leaves except for, okay, so now we have this small faction that's locked up in the vault. Oh my God, you know, uh, uh, Admiral, what's, what's his name? Brett. Brett, uh, the Admiral's brother Brett is in the, in the vault with his crony, who is the most sniveling thing in the world. He's like, he's just a whimpering, sniveling idiot. So you got Mutt and Jeff cutting a hole in the side of the vault. You have the Admiral in the command thing saying, okay, once we hit fail safe, you all leave, and I'm going to go down with the ship and launch my missiles, and, you know, come hell or high water, that's the end of it. And, okay, well, in the meantime, Gilman here, you know, he sees a sub, and he goes outside swimming. So now, like, pretty much nobody's listening to anybody. You got the people trying to steal. You got the Gilman outside by the submarine. You got... Every, you know, the the people that say, no, I'm not leaving, guess who's not leaving the uh, admiral side? Okay, the second in charge can kind of see that. The widow, because she feels so bad and she has a duty. Okay, I can see that. Third person? Anyone? Anyone. Yeah, the secretary. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, she looked good. I guess that's why. They, they had a too weird of a girl-to-guy ratio or something. Yeah, the secretary. They don't call her a secretary, but all she does is turn on, like, the computer or put in a tape to, to like, when the president's calling, you know, the president sends a self-destruct tape. So, yeah. So that's who stays. So, he launches the, the missiles. It diverts the planetoid. The second-in-command goes through a hallway when the Gill Man puts a bomb on the sub that disrupts it, and then, and then they fight, and then the brother, Brett, falls into a pile of that H-128 and disintegrates. Then, you know, it's the typical everyone, everything saved the day, and then, you know, Richard Basar comes on the, the screen and says, you, you can't fire nuclears without, you know, nukes without my approval, and then they're like, oh, we tried, and he's like, I'm just kidding, you, you know, come by for golf and, and for your... Medal of Commendation and ha 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 in the end. Yeah. So, although I loved it,
but it, it, it was flawed. I'm not going to paint this rosy picture like this was the greatest thing ever. Um, it was very well... It was well shot. It was cool enough that when you watch it, you know, you were always interested in looking in the background because it, it kept you interested with the blinky lights. Remember how, like, old movies always had, like, panels and panels of blinky lights? It had a lot of that going on. It had a lot of those computers that looked like a Commodore 64, but, like, the size of, like, a truck hood. It had that going on, like, you know. Everyone wore jumpsuits. I, I liked I like coordination, you know. I like the Death Star, how they always were coordinated. So I like, you know, this, this is good. They, they all wore orange jumpsuits or white jumpsuits, you know. It was a very well-produced movie. I didn't, the only time I was like, ah, come on, was when it got a little wonky with the, the missiles and the subs and the thieves and the things. And I think there's even stuff I'm forgetting. I don't, I don't even know. At that point, it's just like a slurry of random, and you're like, what the hell am I watching here? You know, so... That's what happened. I would definitely recommend that you see it. You know, this is one that if you like, uh, like the the, you know, the Towering Inferno or Poseidon Adventure, or you know, or you'll like the movie. It's it's a very good movie. The acting is good. Yeah, you know, all the actors that are involved are at the very minimum competent. You know, so go check it out. Um, you know, for the love of me, I can't spell beneath correctly. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm writing my notes, and every time I wrote Beneath, it was spelled a different way. Even though I'm looking right at IMDb, I'm like, I, Beneath is one of those words that I just can't get. So, I'm going to leave you with, yes, please, you know, I'm going to say Netflix it. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Try and, uh, this is another one that I'm going to say don't buy. You know, I'm probably going to recommend that you buy next week's adventure, which is uh, Missile of the Moon, because that's straight up crazy. But, I'm going to say, you know, Get a get your hands on a copy of this, or or see if it's on Netflix or some other streaming. Now that I hear everyone's um, bolting from Netflix, and I like how these shows are getting longer and longer. You know, I have like this three minute intro, so that's putting me at forty minutes. I don't know. The first show is like fifteen, and then twenty, and twenty five, thirty, thirty. I'm gonna creep my way up to an hour, and people are gonna stop listening. More people are gonna stop listening. Okay, so I'm Mal. Uh, thank you for listening to Slow Robot A Go Go, show number fifteen. Um, Next week, I hope to do Missile to the Moon. I saw the colorized version. I dig it. I don't know. Usually, I don't like the colorized versions, but this one was pretty good. Um, I look forward. I'm sure I'm going to get an email from our uh, from the co-producer, Val, uh, about his thoughts for City Beneath the Sea and probably also for Missile to the Moon because I know he's seen both of them. Um, please check out my travel blog at kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. If you are listening to me through iTunes or uh, Podcast Pickle or whatever, uh, please check out this show's website. There's not a whole lot going on there now, but hopefully, you know, there's the different shows and stuff. So, um, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. Um, all right, this is Mal signing off, and I'm going to leave you with I don't know. I don't even know why I pieced this together. There's a part where they sell they say Kill Bill. And all I could think of was Uma Thurma saying Kill Bill. And then all I could think of was Bill Cosby hawking pudding pops. So I put those three together for your enjoyment. Enjoy, and I'll see you next time. How's our evacuation status? All stations report schedule holding. Next departure, 3 minutes, 15 seconds from now. Thank you. All right, we've got 3 minutes and 15 seconds. Let's see it. 
time, I'd like you to see a section of the tape of Commander Patterson's accident. Video recorded under routine safety procedures. Commander Patterson's aquafoil was trapped because of an apparent ionic misfire from the aquadoser's propellant tube.
And you haven't made yellow pudding for them since last night. Last what? Kids love jello brand pudding. Remember.